course of my time with JMR and being a fan of this series, I've determined that the teams I can call myself officially a fan of are the teams that are in uh, my top three favorite. Anything outside of that, I don't consider myself an official fan, a fan that's uh, really attentive and loving that team. So today is a very odd moment where I'm officially going to be removing one of those teams from the top three and putting a new one in. So officially, today the Savage Beaters have become one of my top three favorite teams. I'm coming out as a real Savage Speeders fan today on this episode, 158, the last one It's uh, for most manners of speaking. I'm a Savage Speeders fan, along with uh, Mellow Yellow and the Cat's Eyes will stick around in the top three, and the Limers will drop to, to four overall. I'm doing this because I really like the Speeders. I've, I, I know the Speeders have always been... Um, looked at as like a bandwagon team or an annoying team or whatever it is. But I, over this past year, I've continued to gain respect for that team, how good they are and how just consistent they are. And then when I, when I predicted that removing rapidly and putting like Swifty or another member in there would have such a result. And then it did. I'm like, all right, that team is the real deal. Love that team rooting for that team. It's not bandwagon. If it's this late in the game, I, I, uh, I feel like, uh, um, and so that, that's not, that does seem quote worthy. I'm coming out as a real savage speeders fan. <laughs> so this is, uh, this is going, this is real. This is true. So with that, Big Savage Speeders fan. I might even buy some Savage Speeders merch there. I got to do it to them. I was never an O-Rangers fan. They were just always within my top five favorite. Um, So we respond to some live (coughs) chat. But yes, officially loving the Savage Speeders. Might even get some merch and root for them for uh, (laughs) a time being for now. That being said, forgot to do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the (laughs) podcast. My name is... Brendan. And I'm Commander Wolf, wondering <laughs> if that was ever going to happen. <laughs> uh, it's See, I was reluctant to become a Savage Beaters fan because I knew this would be the reaction. All right. I because I knew as soon as I as soon as I said I'm a Savage like even from day 1, when I remember when I first joined the Discord 2019, um and Edu, calm down here, because you have to you have to at least hear my explanation. Because I'm trying I'm trying to pitch this so you guys understand it. it's not just a bandwagon choice. I remember when I when I joined in like 2019, the beginning of the drama of my existence in this Discord community, uh, <laughs> while smiling over there. Um, I remember being a Savage Beaters fan at that point too, and it was still early on. Was was still bandwagon to say I'm a Spavage Beaters fan is everyone being like oh that guy's fake you know it was still that kind of um, feeling it was still that kind of connotation and I was like well I can't do that I mean and I wasn't really used to all the teams anyway so I wasn't like really I didn't really have a reason to be a Savage Beaters fan other than being pinned as a bandwagon pinned as someone who likes the bad guys or whatever but. Um, over time, I mean, I've been doing this podcast for over four years of WAF, right? It's been a long time. I, there is, uh, as mm-hmm. much as there is some nonsense, there's definitely a lot of credibility that sits on this podcast and, and me and WAF side for being people who speak 
knowledgeably and clearly and genuinely about marble sports. We've been doing marble sports <laughs> analysis for a while. We were even marble sports connoisseurs, yeah. as some people would call us. So we, we really know our stuff, and we really make. Uh, if you listen back to all the episodes, that's the kind of only proof you need that we make very unbiased in a lot of ways analyses of what we're looking at really try to understand teams really try to understand <laughs> the essence of those things i mean there's some biases but they're more for fun and so i feel like there's enough credibility for me to say i can be a savage beaters fan and not be logically called a bandwagon fan because there's been i mean so i considering fun. how much you supported them and wanted them to win this season i feel like everyone knew you were a savage beaters fan for quite well, a while i mean yeah but like i had always claimed that they were outside of my top three like they were just like, cause I, cause I was basing that more off of like, I want them to win. Cause I made a prediction. Just like if I predict the Indigo stars to win, I want them to win, even though I don't like the team. Right. You know what I mean? Cause I predicted sure. it, but like, I feel like I can be a savage Beaters fan and not be just a bandwagon fan because of how long I've been ah. evaluating all the teams and been around all the teams. And also the Limers, well, the, the Limers got to earn their place. You know, they, I mean, I love the Limers, but I, I've been striving with them since 2016. Okay. I like the Limers when I first started watching Marble League, like when they've 2016 Marble League, I, I was like Limers, I love them. Right. And Waff mm-hmm. immediately was like Limers trash. So it started yeah. from there, but made a full emote about it too. It is 2023 Got a lot of and they, and they just don't show up and they're still top four. There's, st- I still like them a lot. I still have merch. Um, but I bought I bought the shirt for the Limers one size too big, so it's a very baggy Limer shirt. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I do have merch for yeah. them. But I feel like that's fair. Savage Beaters will be three. Yeah. So at the top now is Crazy Cat Size at one and Mellow Yellow at two. Love the Crazy Cat Size team since day one as well. So mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, I guess speaking of like the whole four year thing, like it's a few days early, but like I, pretty soon I will it'll be the four year anniversary of me becoming the official co host of the podcast. Which, uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, you probably could tell from both the coughing, maybe my voice, and also you'll probably see me blowing my nose a bit. Like, I've had some sinus problems, so I'm trying, but I'm doing pretty well, okay, so I'm trying to not disturb the episode too much. <coughs> um, regarding, I guess, my time on the show, like, like, I know normally I do, like, wolf tunes for special events, and, like, but as, like, ah, uh, with this, I can't really do one right now. I should have practiced more recently, but I, I need, I will, I will get a wolf tune out. I swear, I, I promise. I might even just do one like separate from an episode because if we're just gonna be waiting till Marble League for the next episode, there's probably gonna be it could potentially be a whole month of hiatus or something. So, I'll, I'll put in the effort. I will. I promise. I just have not had a lot of time or a lot of energy, and now in this case, a healthy throat. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh... dude. I, I'm I'm. So glad that your four-year anniversary is coming up. I mean, how long it's been, right? How long it has been. Um, yeah. It's crazy to think about it. If Should we ever hit 200, I will come out to Texas and we'll do the episode together. Though it might be a little longer than we think. But, um, do. the plan was always, sorry to address the live chat here, the plan was always that we do ML every year. That was the plan we decided at the end, that we will do... Yes, Marble yes. League every year and and nothing else basically the rest of the year. Also, while we're well, on this topic, also Marble One, even possibly we said possibly for that we have to discuss that. All right, we did say possibly. We literally did. This I thought talk it was. Mar- I thought possibly was Mar- was San- was Marble Rally. I'm definitely not doing Marble Rally. Though I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sa- I'm gonna be sad when I'm sitting there and have a really good thought when watching Marble Rally that I can't just yell it on the show. But yeah, 
It, well, guess what? That's your choice. Yeah, you no, can I, do but no, it's it's a good choice for it. our life. Um, by the way, while we're on this topic, address a couple things. Number one, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how else it could be said, other than the way that I said it, that it would be less blindsiding to to Waf or anyone else on the show that we, we we're going to change the plan to the show. I know there's some comments. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I we were something I was thinking about. I either say it or I don't say it. Right? I mean, I don't know. There's no other way I can talk about it. There's no other way I can talk about being done um, with the show as we've been doing it. There's, I either say we should be done doing it this way and do it like only a few times a year, or I don't say that. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know what to tell you. I think it's kind of silly to voice it like that. Um, I will apologize to Hershey for what I said in his Discord on the air, too, as well as I did to him. It was stupid. Um, it Thank was, it you. Was, it had something to do... I, it, it was, a, by the way, a completely independent event to what um, what happened with WAF and the show. Um, for some reason, we just lumped them together and then add a bunch of other things that didn't happen to it, as uh, Mr. Arrangers did in his comment. But that's that's something I'll just leave alone. Um, but it, it was just I was just cleaning out my discords and then I I was leaving a lot of servers that I I haven't talked in about a year or two and I was just there and I was like I was just being an idiot, you know. Sometimes I'm an idiot. So yeah. apologize for that. With that, yeah, let's let's move to some positive. Yeah, no, but I want to get that out there. It's got to be on the air. Um, make sure I, I address those two things. Um, so apology for what I need to apologize for. Otherwise, I think some of the comments were blown out of proportion and it's kind of silly. I eventually, we had to have this discussion. I think people saw it coming. And if they didn't, well, it, there was a lot of hints. And I mean, honestly, neither way. It had to eventually be brought up. So all that being said... We're going to move on from that. We addressed a lot in this intro, um, but... Uh, Let's not do another 30-minute intro, We're not going to do another 30-minute intro. Let's get to the news, and when we come back, we'll address the speeders and the great oh, yeah, lots of news, year. lots of news. And a couple other things. Um, prepare ourselves for the coming... Um, uh, that's a really funny picture, Jack. Uh, the coming Marble League and whatnot, and uh, yeah. Let's go to the news. Marble Sports fans, I'm Commander Wolf here with the Marble Sports Worldwide News. We have so much to go over. I think this is the most we've had in quite a while, so let's get right to it. First up, we have Race 9 of Marble 1 Season 4, the Stardust Accelerator, with yet another round of revisions. This track no longer has the tubes, resulting in much smoother racing. The race itself was really great, but the most spectacular moment was the very ending, with Mumble going down one and then up two places, and Cloudy going down two, all in the last turn of the race. This proved very important as it affected the individual standings quite a bit. By the end of this race, Arup came in first, followed by Quasar in second, and Orangen in third. And now, for the final race of the season, we have Casino Square. This race was full of so many different position changes, it truly looked like it was anybody's game. But by the end, the GOAT himself, Red Eye, took first, followed by Bumble in second, and Speedy in third. And now, the moments you've all been waiting for. In an exceptionally close battle, Momo from Team Momo takes first in the Individual Racer Championship. 
and this victory came by just one point over Cloudy with the silver, and then yet another single point over Red Eye with the bronze. Just 86, 85, 84, it was so close. And finally, we have our team standings. After 10 intense races, the Savage Speeders are once again your Marbula 1 champions. Falling only 10 points behind in a very surprising improvement is Team Primary in second. And then right below them is last year's champions, the O-Rangers. These standings are some of the wildest we've ever seen, and honestly, it's just so exciting. Congratulations to everyone for your spectacular racing, and we look forward to seeing you all in the next season. Next up, we have the Marble Invites. Starting us off, we have Event 6, Elimination Race. There were actually quite a few interesting back and forth throughout this race, but just like last event, there were several DNFs. Some marbles just really struggled out there. By the end, Eclipse from the Blood Moons came in first, followed by Moon from the Stargazers in second, and Malachite from the Jay Jockeys in third. Then there's Event 7, Collision, a true classic of marble sports. The teams gave it their all, but by the end, the Marine team came in first, followed by Team Clarity in second, and the Eggs in third. And now for the finale of the first season of the Marble Invites, with another true classic, Sand Rally. In true Marble Sports fashion, there were a few DNFs, but the most exciting parts of this race were the overtakes, where marbles would weave in and out between places, or launch ahead at the last second to take the lead. By the end of this race, the Wishful Spheroids came in first, followed by the Blood Moons in second, and the Crimson Company in third. This leads us to our overall standings. Taking the honor as the first ever Marble Invites Champions, we have the Blood Moons. Followed very close behind, just 6 points, was the Wishful Spheroids with the silver. And then, in a gap of 32 points, are the Eggs with the Broads. The top there really were just ahead of the rest. Still, all of these teams did phenomenal and they deserve to be praised for their great efforts. Congratulations to all of our winners here, and best of luck in Season 2. Moving over to another competition, we have the finale of the Team Quadrilla Marble League Season 3 Tournament, with Marathon. By the end of this exciting competition, Valley from the Valley Dashers came in first, followed by Orca from Team Atlantic in second, and Gloom from the Shadow Riders in third. For the overall standings, it was exceptionally close. Taking home the gold was Red Lotus, with 183 points. Two points behind that was Green Lotus, with the silver. And just one point behind that was the Valley Dashers with the bronze. These teams all clearly gave it their best effort, so congratulations to them, and be proud of yourselves. And finally, we're at the end here, with Marble Time Attack Season 2, Race 1, The Water Slide. This fun elemental race ended with Tree Frog in first, followed by Titanic in second, and Supernova in third. Tree Frog has clinched their position in the playoffs, so who will make it with him? You'll have to keep watching to find out. Well, that's all for the news. Thank you for listening. I'm Commander Wolf. You are the best fans in the world. Let's kick it on back with a podcast.
All right, back we are from the news. Thank you, Waffle, for bringing us... No uh, problem. Such a wonderful news segment, however it sounded. Um, we have some stuff to cover today. It's the end of Marbula 1, all right, which is an exciting time, a bittersweet time. Okay, but one thing I can say for sure is that the Savage Beaters did pull through barely in the way I predicted, so I like to take credit for that um, because I did say that very early on in the season that the Savage Beaters would win. And then I had a big scare for a while as the Hazers were were making their plays and Cloudy was going crazy and, and even Primary was getting ready there and Momo was, was streaking. And I was like, uh-oh, I could be very wrong. But then I wasn't wrong, so I don't have to pretend I was scared before. So we're good. Um, but uh, I, honestly, a great season from the Speeders, a great season from a lot of teams, all, all teams that could have easily won in the final uh, race. Mm-hmm. So... I think the best way to understand this, uh, the how we're going to do this episode today, I think we're going to briefly cover uh, these two last two tracks and, you know, rate them as we usually do, see if we enjoy them. But then we want to look at these teams because a lot of teams, there were a lot of different types of teams in the top this year. There was a lot of different types of racing, okay? You know, you look at the crazy cat size, they had an awful season compared to how they usually race because of some of the choices they made in the off season. You, you look at some of these other teams, um, like Team Galactic, they're just, they're nowhere to be seen. You know, but on the other hand, mm-hmm. Momo had a very good season. So we want to look at some of these teams and see what their off season plays should be this, this off season. What they should they do? What should they think about? What should they leave the same? And, and pick on a few teams and kind of go into that. Obviously, when we talk about the crazy cat size, we're going to have a lot to say about their off-season plays, but I mean, even even a team like the Primary or the Speeders or Hazers, we want to understand what might be best for them to do in the off-season to prepare for the coming season. So we'll get into that after we do some tracks, but let's start with some tracks. Um, yes, yes. Last time we did an episode, uh, it was right after Electron Expressway, so we have to look at Stardust and Casino Square, two very very fun mm-hmm. tracks. Honestly, very fun tracks. So let's take a look at Stardust Accelerator. Waff, you can start off with your thoughts. Uh, okay. Well, Stardust Accelerator, aesthetically, um, I feel like, aside from obviously like the, you know, the tubes being removed, I think there are some planets missing because it feels less spacey than last year. So aesthetically, it's not as... It's not. It's actually got kind of a downgrade, but in terms of actual racing, it's a lot better. It's a lot better, and like that ending turn there, it was so good. Like, they, like those like last minute pass. Like a lot. There's actually a lot of passes thing throughout the race in that, la- that last like turn section. It was just designed so beautifully for that, and like especially in that last lap, Momo going down one, then up two, and Cloudy going down two. Like that made ev- that 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 changed the whole game, man. That was such an exciting finale. Like this race, this track is great for racing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I'm moving forward in the video here so we can take a look at it on air. I think I remember this track from last time when I had the tubes right, and I believe the tubes are a more fun feature. But honestly, it was a much cleaner track without the tubes. Yeah. I think the vibe was very similar to last time. I, again, it has a little bit less of that space feel because they removed some of those odd features like the tubes, which really added to that kind of, you know, you know, outer world feel, you know, like space feel. So, I mean, again, as far as the feel goes, you're losing some of that by only using the same type of track, but you are gaining um, yeah. the race. Like, you're gaining uh, a much cleaner race. You're gaining... Um, a, a, 
a race where marbles can easily pass each other and and are less uh, interrupted by features but uh you know it's sacrificed both ways i think a simple mm-hmm. track i don't think there's anything too crazy going on in this track besides the straightaway and the the acceleration um from the booster which is fun um mm-hmm. There's nothing that really stands out to me as far as features go or anything special about the turns of the track besides, of course, the booster, which does add uh, that kind of acceleration feature, which is very nice. Um, yeah. So overall... I, I think... Or Actually, go ahead and give your rating, actually. Yeah, I'll give my I rating. Sh- I think overall I'm sitting at about a 7 out of 10 for this one. 6 out That's of 10 if there was no I'm booster, too, but I'd 7 say. out of 10, yeah. I, I feel like, actually, aesthetic-wise, like to, um, things that could do improve it, like... Having some tracks, of the, a section of the tracks, be like metallic, you know, like, like like futuristic, and then maybe for like the you know like they have like those basic like yeah metallic would be it nice. looks like cardboard paper covers mm-hmm. instead of having the black ones you maybe like just have like paint splatters of white that like you like get over it to maybe like like the racing on the stars yeah like, like stardust cool. accelerator like I don't oh, know I do or, like or you just like the, acceler- yeah, the accelerator section or just sprinkle so some for that whole straightaway track, it's the stars it would be so I think cool. That'd be cool. If they sprinkled some like flower or something on the track as like stardust or like, glitter, and then as marbles rolled through it, they'd leave little tracks in it. That would be cool. Well, flower and glitter would get on them. Like having painted track sections would be would not do that. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't like wouldn't the flower getting in the marbles and then add because all the marbles would experience it about the same, so it would add a lot to the to the racing uh, difficulty. Mm. Uh, I don't know that the, for cleanup afterwards, especially that would probably not be <laughs> dunk the marbles the in the little pool. <laughs> no, I meant the track. Maybe because they reuse these pieces. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Stint, Stint makes a point that, that they were bad for racing, but again, that's because they what what they were in their current state. I mean, you could have adjusted them, you could have widened them, you could have done some things with those tubes to fix the problems that they cause. I actually remember proposing things like that last time, where instead of having the four tubes. You just have two wider tubes, so there's room for passing, and they're a little bit less hampering on the race. Um, stuff like that that could have actually made a difference. Um, though, again, it's hard to say until you actually were to try out those things and see what they do. Um, it would need to be more elliptical than cylindrical. That way, because that, yeah. it's cylindrical, they would just kind of be feeding down the same straight line, but elliptical, <coughs> they, <coughs> sorry, there's more chance of a slaloming yeah. happening. Yeah, so if you made the, the, the pipes the same height, but two widths, double the width then you would get some of that idea in there so i mean those are thoughts and those are things that could have made differences and maintain the feature and maintain the feel while still keeping the racing very um exciting in that sense otherwise though Mm -hmm. the track was fun um that's all i got to really say about it i don't want to dwell too much because we got emails and stuff later too yeah i know um but like i I do again like i kind of brought up earlier the very start but like seriously that ending that ending was insane because like Cloudy going back to and Momo going up to was necessary to keep Momo in contention for the title position, because like I think I can't remember what, actually how the uh, the difference the UFO abducting the safety marble is hilarious. I it love is. that <laughs> it, 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 twice. It's a small thing. I, I do love that. That's that's such a that, I love those charming little details. Um, but yeah, back to the, like the race lane. I can't remember the difference between Royal and Momo at the end. I think it was only a difference of what was it thirteen. Or seven, I think it might have been seven points, but like, uh, I like I, I remember like the fact that like that happened in that last turn, like completely changed the the the, the challenge. Well, see, the going top. into that final lap, they're only two places apart, ninth to eleven. So I guess something happens big here. I yeah, know. you'll see like Momo actually falls back one, and then recovers at the end, and then Cloudy 
just like, like hits the turn bad, and then like they just get completely passed up. It's like it's really good. It's a great moment. Yeah, Momo actually rises up in this lap a few. Yeah, it does fall back one, rises up one quick, um, and then rises up like two quick, and Cloudy falls back to fifteen. So that really created a gap right there yeah. at the end that allowed. Like, and Momo. you can barely see it in the left corner yeah. there because like the, the pylon, but like you can see it kind of happen. It's so good. It's like ah. Imagine being able to see the point of view of a marble during a race. Uh, well, uh, uh, funny you should mention that, uh, Richard. Uh, they actually, like, they did, like, that, that marble cam thing, uh, I think, uh, for Formula E, Formula E. Like, this is a marble eye cam, and it's just, like, It was just really, it was just kind of dumb, but it was really funny. It was hilarious. It was, like, obviously that that wasn't a real marble with a camera stuck to it, but it was still pretty cool. I don't know mm-hmm. how they did it. Yeah. Uh, it probably was like one of those big old like balls that like you can like actually insert something into and then seal it up and then it probably was like rolling. Yeah, probably something like that. But um, yeah, that that's all we really want to say about uh, Stardust effects. Accelerator though because we do know the end goal here. Uh, the only other thing about Stardust Accelerator that's really important is the fact that there was a three-way tie going into this last race, which is something you don't often see. Um, mm-hmm. which really, really made for a very exciting last race because you know that like there were three teams within a uh, possibility of winning. And the speeders, depending on their performance, could have actually jumped up and taken Momo's spot, but only with a ton of luck. So they weren't able to do that, but it was a lot of excitement seeing because it was three. It was three teams battling. When it's only two, sometimes mm-hmm. when you know, one of them drops too far down in the pack, and then you're like, all right, it's over, basically. But to see to see all that uh, unfolding was really cool. Not to mention Casino Square as a track was quite nice. is a is a pretty long track, um, mm-hmm. and it didn't necessarily have any uh, super casino related features uh, besides, of course, the decoration. Yeah. But it did have a lot of. Uh, I think it had a lot of fun track features in the basic sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I I didn't want to get these like out of the way at first. Like I I feel like these are always our first go to, but that's just because like. Aesthetic is like it's such a big part of the atmosphere. Yeah. For, um, Hector, I believe it was Hector who mentioned that letter rule, but like they only because the black Texas was black, they only made a spade and a club. They didn't make like use red marbles to make a diamond or a heart, which is like what? That's part of the whole aesthetic. Yeah. The four, like the four suits, why not have them? Yeah, but what if in and lore, also, Blackjack doesn't recognize the other suits because they're only black? <laughs> even though their members are all called the different suits by name. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that's fair. Yeah, so uh, drop the ball there, and I gotta say, like uh, going in, I was kind of disappointed because like there, it's so barren aside from that one section that it doesn't really give off the vibe of a finale track, you know? Yeah. But like once I got past that and I saw like just how incredibly close the racing was here, a lot of my complaints kind of faded into the background because. This is genuinely some, like some of the best racing we've seen. Like the that top position was almost never really certain. It was yeah. always changing mid pack, front pack, even the back. Like, like they were just like because that like I think there's that box turn there, like the double ninety. Yeah. Like like sometimes you could hit it too hard and you would lose your momentum. And a lot of marbles void. That... You look at this. A lot of times the speeders and right there in the in the live here falls back mm-hmm. a couple places when they hit it hard. Remember in the qualifiers, there was a couple marbles that hit that second 90 and just stopped dead for like a second because of how difficult it was to oh, actually change Oh, look how fast they're around. going. Yes, because they're Not going booster, so fast. No booster, no booster. And they just have to hit that, nine, that first 90 they have to hit 
but it's they're after change 180 degrees of direction in about a couple seconds so they're hitting that first 90 they're already thrown off a little bit and so it's very easy to get stuck in the second 90 especially since the incline's a little less downward on the second 90 here than the than the first one so um it made for some pretty tough racing a lot of passes in that area and then you drop into this final section that has the big drop down onto the long straight with a slight chicane afterwards honestly a very nice section you give an opportunity for some passes because if you thread the needle through that chicane you have you have a big advantage usually marbles were whipping fast around that final 270 degree turn about and so i mean there's a lot of fast finishes um it was it was wonderful mm. in that sense <laughs> Uh, and I think because the track was long and built up with some turns at the beginning, it was overall a very dynamic track. So mm-hmm. they hit that uh, there. Yeah, I, I, this is a bit uh, off topic, but like, like I was kind of actually R- Richard's point was actually not about like seeing the race from the marbles point of view, but like actually seeing the passes and the marbles catching up on starters accelerator in that last lap. And, uh, and yeah, that would have been nice if it wasn't like that. If it was like you know more a top view instead of hitting behind a pylon. Yeah, like like moving around, like following the marbles. More camera problems. What what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just gonna be very complicated. But uh, maybe sometime. I think the reason, and this is one of those things that I observe. But like, th- this is one of those differentials that we make between an eight out of ten track and a ten out of ten track. Because you look at this track, mm-hmm. and I give it an eight out of ten. And the reason they give it an 8 out of 10 is because it's a very good track. The actual layout of the path the marbles have to roll through is good. It's 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 dynamic, has a lot of different types of features, different types of traps, makes for a lot of passing, it's long, it has good straightaways for speed up, has good so like is it has the drop, it's hitting a lot of things there that are allowing for a very dynamic, exciting race, which are good, and that's what you want. But it misses mm-hmm. out a couple points because it doesn't do anything that makes it feel like this is the blackjacks track. This is a, a track that could only be assigned to the blackjacks and make sense. Because when I look at a track, I want a track that when I'm like, okay, there's no other team besides this team that could claim this track design. Oh, Rangers, only they can claim the sand design at this point. When you look at a track well, with a sand Also, section, the Mirage Mountain, though, that also had sand. Okay, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? When you think <laughs> of Raceway, you do really think of Rangers. And um, when you think Midnight Bay, you really do think that tunnel, right? And that glass section when they had it. So like those are things that stand out where it's now assigned to that team. When you think, um, I think it's the Bumblebees, you think that honeycomb section, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, there are things that stand out that at least make you be able to assign it to one team or another um, which I like. I'm going to miss out on a few features there, but you know what I'm saying? When you think of the Misty Mountain track, you do think of the mist that surrounds the track. While it doesn't mm-hmm. do much for the actual race as far as affecting the rolling marbles, it's something where now that track design is assigned to that mist and the mist is assigned to that team. It wouldn't make sense to have mist on the Blackjacks course, and so it's not there. So it makes sense, but they didn't do any of that here that makes me think, oh, this is a Blackjacks design. They could have designed it in the shape of a heart, but that would have probably been weird and hard. Yeah. But like, or they could have done some things like added some of that, that green casino felt to different parts of the tracks. I mean, the marbles would still be able to roll over it. I They would be slower in that section, but that would be cool because all the marbles have to deal with the same features, so it would add something to the track. You know, they could have, you know, put some decals or something down, put some cards on the track or something. And so it's like, it just seems like someone set up a little casino table next to someone else's track. And so it, it's, <laughs> it misses out on that couple of points that come from really uh, personalizing it to a specific team. Yeah. I, for me, I, 
I try to actually value race quality over aesthetic when I'm doing my rating. And if, like, under normal circumstances, I probably actually would have just rated this a 9 out of 10 just for the lacking aesthetic. But the fact that they're missing half of the suits in their in their aesthetic design, <laughs> like, that's such, an, that's, a, that's such an obvious thing that should not be missed. I got to dock it two points, personally. Like, that's just, like, really? How do you miss that? How? Yeah, there should have been some hearts and some diamonds uh, over there, unless the lore specific. No, but you're right. They do name their teammates after all the suits. Yeah, like, like yeah. sure, the, the Black Jacks fans are all, like, the fans are always designed to be the same color as the Marvels that are racing, but, like, the whole thing about a deck of cards is it's two colors. It's always been two colors. Yeah, so I don't even know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Right, so the so the team, I don't know. You'd have to wiggle your way through a lot of things there to make that make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess another big thing to mention is, like, uh, it was I think it was primarily this race, but like you see a lot of marbles hit that red like thing that uh, triangle on the ramp, which Greg now has dubbed the the shark fin, which I love that. Yeah, which is then nice. like in previous races, I don't actually think we've seen that happen too often. Doesn't and maybe like I mean it doesn't seem like the marbles are going into that turn any more harshly. I guess it is a bit of a straightaway going in before the turn because like the the main time I think about that ramp, <coughs> excuse me. I think of short circuit. Mm, yeah. Where, like, it's like that, right. like, basically, it's basically two 90s together and then immediately into the ramp. So I guess they're all kind of, they're, they're kind of forced to be on the edge there. But whereas on this one, there is a bit of a straightaway going into it so they can kind of go more center. It's, it's weird. Like, it does help to spice it up. Like, it actually makes the, that, that triangle have, or the fin, the shark fin, have yeah. a purpose. Right. I think uh, oftentimes in the past, the track was set up so that marbles were often falling or like hit, or grinding on the far rail. So they would come down on the side of that drop. Most of the time, it's... Oh. But this time... Uh, sorry, what? Sorry. Tarver just put up a great, a great point. Do what... Like, do... Like, actually make the racers heart and diamond red marbles. Dude. Yeah, but see, then you have to... See, that's what I'm saying. I was trying to think that through, but then you have to wiggle your way out of calling that team Blackjacks. Yeah, you'd have to change the so, name. So and so, so I I didn't want to. I kind of thought about this all in my head and then didn't express any of it. But you admit you have two problems. You either acknowledge heart and um, diamond, acknowledge it in all ways, acknowledge it as red, acknowledge it with the fans, acknowledge it with the shapes, and then wiggle your way out of having to call that team blackjacks somehow because that doesn't make sense anymore. You had two red marbles to a team called blackjacks. Well, then you're in trouble. <laughs> I mean, you're not even recognizing um like half the color scheme so it's that doesn't work or you have to wiggle your way out of something or you just don't acknowledge the other shapes but then you then your team names are your your player names are already heart and diamond so what do you do right so that then you have to re- change their player names or you have to say like oh we don't acknowledge them except for the team like you have a lot of lore wiggling to do on either side um mm-hmm. So that it requires a change. I mean, there is a lore you could imagine that would be able to accommodate everything. Like, oh, like we acknowledge the shapes, but not the color because we're blackjacks at heart. But we will acknowledge the shape of heart and diamond. But we don't like that red nonsense because there's the red jacks and we don't like them or some, you know, some nonsense. Stint can come up with it. It do can come up with it. They're really good at the lore stuff. So, but you know what I mean? They could come uh, up with They could wiggle through that. The problem is that then you have to, you're wiggling, right? You're really, you're really making up a weird story to accommodate something that doesn't make sense to begin with. Yeah, it's what would the name be? Like the, the, <laughs> Red Jacks, I do like that. <laughs> the full, the, <coughs> the full, like, 
Full House is like that, that's that's too weird of a name. Like like what other like uh there, it's the, uh there's Straits, Full House, uh, Pairs, Triples, uh, Royal Flush, Flush. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of what other names you could use. Like, Blackjack is a specific game. No, but see, then you have to so... give a good reason to change the name. See, like, and you look at what um, Term says here. He says, it says it's not necessarily black because of black marbles because he points out that Blackjack is the game, right? It's gambling. But, but see, like, you've already set a precedent by giving them, being them all black marbles, right? By them all being black marbles, right? That... Mm-hmm. They're going to be that's that's what their theme is. That's what they are. You know what I mean? So it's like you're out to look at it from where you are currently. Yeah, okay. If you started the team from day one and you'd made half of them black, half of them red, and that's the first time they ever appeared on the scene, then yeah, that's fine. You can get away with it. You're like blackjack's a game, it's okay. Right? And it's fine. But since you already have made them all black, you've made that who they are for the past four, five, seven years, however long it's been, can't remember. Um, then yeah. now it's a problem. Now you have to backtrack and say, "Oh, the last seven years was just oh we were wrong, or this was." And just because be this and now. because uniform changes is like changing up marbles. Yeah, that, that also is a bit is a bit more controversial. Although they did it with the pinkies three times, like what what yeah. once once then went back to the old one, then went to another well, new one. That's and okay they, they though, because the it. pinkies were never good, so <laughs> we really had to help them out a little bit. Um. Oh, this by the way, this flashing marble run at the end that was that was that like, was fun. That was fun. Uh, um, I, I think it was Sky, like Sky. I, I I like mentioned it like that. There is a fair point. Uh, that being because they kept the sound of the marbles rolling in it, it kind of covers up Minos's soundtrack for the closing ceremony. So you can't really enjoy the music, and that's that is fair. That is an that is a negative for this. Like they, like they, if they just removed the race, it, but it also would've been awkward if you didn't hear any race sound. Maybe they could have just like balanced it better. I don't know. It's it's always weird <laughs> seeing a race without the racing sound effects or like the marbles rolling. But like cuz it's meant to be the closing ceremony, having that cinematic and orchestral music, it's always a big part of what makes that this part of the season really awesome for me. Well, so like uh yeah, I, I, I agree, Wolf. I do want to go back here to Rangers for a second, um, or Term, as we know him. He says, Hornets and beads, com- Bees combining sets the precedent. I That doesn't apply here because that's that has logic behind it because it's two different teams, right? So, yeah, we're combining two different colors, two different themes of marbles, basically, and two different ideas, but we are combining two different teams, just like when Team Momary was formed. It's not Mo mm-hmm. Mary because Momo added two different marbles from the world of Momo. It's Mo Mary because we added half a primary, right? It's not. Yeah. It's not a. I mean, Bumblebee's didn't really change her name to affect the Hornets, but it's not two other marbles that look different from the Bumblebee's world that we just didn't know about. No, it's literally two from the Hornets' world, whatever, whatever they are, right? So mm-hmm. I, it's you're you're making you're combining two different teams if you want to take blackjacks currently right now as of this second and add two red marbles on that team you have to either come up with a story where you somehow find another team red jacks i guess and combine them and say this makes sense now because two teams are coming together and make that story or um or it's not going to make sense or fall under that precedent since you're since you're only affecting one team by its own members from its own world um and unless you know, mm. instead of like 
combining two existing teams from out from two different worlds where that is the understanding right so i i think i think it's a little bit different but it i don't know it's a fun lore discussion i think it's um well, I mean, I do. You can't. They might essentially be inverse bumblebees, hornets, but be, you're just you're just saying that like there's that's not in world. It's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like I, it is a different like, situation because like, you, like the hornets completely disbanded and like the like it technically the, the team technically merged, but it's, it, honestly, it's more like the team members joined like this left and or I guess like they joined the team rather than the teams merging. So to speak, because I'm, excuse me, a merger would probably indicate more crossover. But I think the only two Hornet members, that were the ones who came over, like none of the coaches or managers joined up. Though it would be cool if you saw like shots, like in like the the press boxes or whatever. Like there, you see what a one Hornet and one Bumblebee. Like the managers are actually duck, like teaming up, and the coaches are teaming up to work together. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I I I think. I know color-wise, it's just very convenient because the Hornets and Bumblebees look like invert colors on an iPad. You know what I mean? So it looks, it's conveniently great, right? Yeah. I, it's conveniently great, but wait, are you actually responding to this comment? I like the team's color scheme. Um, so I think it works out in that sense. But the the whole idea of combining two teams... the essence of the two teams aren't just like inverses of each other ever. We can't like assign that to the lore world unless we have a good lore reason to assign that to them. Like we can't say, we can't say that the bumblebees and, and the hornets are just inverses of each other in lore world unless we have a good reason for that. So we, I, I know the colors work out wonderfully. Yeah, it's fine, but they are two different teams coming together. Wait, whoa! Uh, sorry, this is completely off track, but like, apparently the JMR game said that Mallard fell in love with Vided, V-I-D-I-D. Is that a marble from the from the Violets? And that's but like, so they weren't creating their own canon. I didn't know that. Like the the game has stopped production, and but like, there is new things I learn every day. If Stim says it's not canon, it's not canon. Okay, I literally go by his words on that. I don't even remember Vided being a marble. Oh, vivid! That was another time. I was like, "What the? Vivid. What is that?" <laughs> so stupid. Vivid. Uh, okay, that makes more sense. But even still, it's like, like, who gave them the free reign to do that? They don't have any reign. What Stim says goes. Uh, the story. Goes. Says, I might. You know what? I haven't touched that game like like after since after like its second update. But this story mode does sound hilarious. Yeah. I might actually. I might pull it out the game one more time just to try it. Hmm. Yeah, a ranger says uniform changes have happened. Pinkies did it three times. Why couldn't that happen for half a team? Um, well, there's no precedent for that. So when you like when when I think about something possibly happening that hasn't occurred before, I extrapolate it to all possibilities. So that in because because if some for something to happen that hasn't happened before, it has to be able to apply to every possibility and still make sense. So while in our heads, we're already biased for it to make sense to make half the blackjacks red because we associate those two colors together with casino. We make that sense because we understand how cards work. We have to extrapolate it to everybody. Let's, let's go right over to the Savage Speeders. Oh, why can't we just swap out two Savage Speeders marbles for two uh, um, light blue marbles? And I'm thinking more of those oxygen marbles from houseofmarbles.com that are like, yeah, they're kind of light bluey and like, 
opaque or, or half opaque on the inside. So, the, you know, a completely different type of marble. And, and, you know, for what reason, right? Like, why would that work? Why can we just do that? That's not the same as making the pinkies a, a, a uniform, different level of pink. X Camo is a bad team. Thanks for putting that emote. Um, no but, problem. So it's, it's like, does that work? Does that make as much sense? No, because there's not even a bias that we can come up with on our own heads for that to make sense. So now we have to struggle with why can they just do that? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly my point, Term. I'm saying that the reason that we can sit and look at the Blackjacks and say, oh, we can change half the team and it's okay is because we associate with them with cards. So in our heads, it makes sense. But why would that make sense in world? That doesn't make sense in world. For it to make, for it to be okay to change half a team's uniform in world, that has to make sense for every team to some degree. <laughs> Dude, they're counting nothing. Stan, they're counting nothing. So... And that's yeah, they like, need an accountant. They can't count at all. They need an accountant. <laughs> don't you remember the lyrics? <laughs> I don't. I don't know why you don't. Um, but how they, could uh... you forget? I need an accountant. What a <laughs> lyric! It's a it's a good line, isn't it? <laughs> it's certainly something. <laughs> so, um, it's just I don't think there's a basis for it because in order for because when you when you make a big decision like that you have to have a basis and if you don't have a basis that works for every situation or at least most situations so it's like transferable then you kind of it kind of becomes a bias basis so that's why I think that you can't just redify half the blackjacks but I mean I mean again in our heads it does make sense let's move on and talk about teams from the end we'll look at the end standings here Waff. If you have anything you want to start us off with as we look at these end standings. Oh, boy. I, well, first of all, I, like it was very interesting to see Greg really only highlighting the individual and not the team yeah, one. I, why was that? He he just, I, he didn't, he, he at the end he was like, oh, yeah, Sabbath Peters. Saved. The pylon wasn't tracking it either like last year. Yeah, what, uh, did we just forget that the, the, the team victory is the most important part? Thanks, Synth. Yeah, write that down, Wolf. Wait, like, that one? Like, like, how many of these should I be writing down? Like, I try to avoid only doing the ones like, like, or doing the ones that you say, just because like I get no, do all the ones, all the things that have been quoted today. Write them all down. <laughs> they're, they're like okay, four. I'll get good. both of those. I'll get both of those. Um, but listen, I don't know why the team win wasn't highlighted. Maybe Greg is sick of the Savage Beaters, but that is the most important part of Marbula One. You don't go into Marbula One for an individual win primarily. If you did that, you wouldn't have teams. You would just send everybody in individually and track it like that. There's no point in tracking the team victory if you're going to highlight the individual win only. Because then everyone could just do their individual points and you could just throw that leaderboard up at the end. Actually, I believe it's the first Barbie the one, I think it might have had the individual tracking. I actually don't remember. But I know the big primary highlight, the, it was barely mentioned, the individual, the big primarily... Um, uh, <laughs> stint. Uh, the big primary highlight was the team competition, and no, so, it was the other way around, Brendan. Other way around, individual was the highlight. No, of M one season one. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, sorry, sorry. Point. And even up through season two and three, that was the highlight. That's the point of this competition. That's why it's two marbles from each team because as a team, can they be the best on the season? 
And so to turn it into something where we're just just highlighting the individual, okay, well then if you want to do that, then don't have the team competition. It doesn't make sense, especially at this point. So it's really weird they didn't highlight that. It was kind of a passing comment from Greg at the end, like, oh yeah, by the way, Savage Beaters as a team had the most points. But Momo, look at him. He's going crazy. See you next year. Yeah. Momo! (laughs) (laughs) The Momo shirt. Oh my gosh. One point separating first, second, and third, that's absolutely insane that like that literally means like every position mattered in that race every position yeah i mean um and look at who we have let's look at our standings here our top 10 individuals because these are important so number one we have momo which was a surprise to me which makes why i'm very right? happy look at him he's giddy over there you know yeah i i will say like they're, they're like they kind of address like dress like the whole marble swapping thing because like it what like Fans did notice that the Mo- the design of Momo from like 2016 is not the same as the Momo here. I think this is technically Momo Mo, <laughs> might be Mo, but like so like I guess addressing the whole marble swapping thing, it does make it hard for me to be happy and like like keep track of what each individual marble is good at. But overall, it still it still counts as a victory for the whole team of Momo because yeah, sure it's an individual competition. But it's an individual representing the whole team. It means at least one marble on the Team Momo's team is is on the caliber of Red Eye this year. So that's still an amazing thing to be proud. Whichever of. marble that may be, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Which is which is a quite interesting thing. I still argue that Red Eye did worse than he would normally have done because he was brought down by having to have Blue Eye on his team this year. Um, I. <sighs> But I'm not sure about that. But I think it's hard to race as a team where the focus is the team victory when one of mm-hmm. your team members uh, can't get any, get any points and didn't for, like, the first few races. Um, what did Blue Eye finish on the year? Blue Eye actually didn't do bad. They did finish in the top half. No, because they had which one is really good. good race. So that gave them, like, 20, 25 points or something. They had one really good race. Other than that, they didn't do very well. Um, but if we look at our top five here... Momo, very surprising. Cloudy was not surprising to me at all, especially when we saw him race in the first couple races and that is play true. with Speedy, and, and they, they go back and forth. And it was, I remember calling that, I think it was race two or three. Um, those were those were great races. You really got to see Cloudy really like race on the par of Red Eye. I actually think Cloudy's a better racer than Speedy uh, and more of the Red Eye caliber. Um, so it was really exciting to see him race. I th- when you talk about hazers in the off season, okay, mm. I obviously you don't want Cloudy, you don't want to be removing Cloudy. You want him in there next year, okay? Yes. Because uh, like he's he's a potent he's a potential super potential, and if you just leave him in a couple more seasons, he's gonna he's gonna settle into that. On the other hand, someone like Misty, I mean, I'm not sure if you might tr- just try to switch out again and try to see if you can get the best combination with Cloudy. Maybe go back over to Hazy or Smoggy even. I, I don't know though. I mean, Misty, Misty wasn't that great this year, but you never really know if it's because they're having a bad year or a good year or or what it is. But when you when you're racing with someone like Cloudy, I mean, this should this should give you a lot of confidence out there on the track because you're racing <laughs> with someone who's really carrying you on the season. Uh, I'm trying to remember Smoggy. If and I'm mistaken, wasn't Smoggy sixth or fifth place in the individual last year? So assuming like, 
granted, a lot of Marvel's doing really good this year, so maybe they would have placed roughly the same place that Missy did, but, like, just basing the two data points next to each other, if I'm not mistaken, Smoggy is a better racer than Misty, and so it's it does add credence to the whole, why did they swap out Smoggy? Yeah, and, and but see, it might be because they just didn't know or thought Misty was going to perform better for whatever reason. But again, I think when you have the opportunity to mix and match, you have all four or even five of your of your teammates to work with. Work with them, right? Give them a mm-hmm. shot. And combos make a difference. I guarantee you Red Eye has a better True. season racing with Yellow Eye. I guarantee it. Or even just Green Eye, who's an all-arounder. Well, we haven't seen him race on the Marvel 1 track, but after True. Blue Eye... But but we looked Might at the well. stats. Like I guess like Green Eye has never raced on Mario track that long before. But we we at least we know Green Eye is the is like the all rounder. He's com- they competed in I think almost like a, such a wide variety of events, and they've all done like, done like mid to good, and I think pretty much every single one. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I think Blue Eye was your worst choice though, and it still doesn't make any sense yeah. to me why the crazy cat size would do this. I still don't understand I why. I don't know. It doesn't make it's sense. It's so dumb. It's you. You have you have the best two racers in marble sports in just in in some specific. Bring in Coach Wide Eye, <laughs> right? <laughs> have you the have, coach race. <laughs> you have Red Eye, who's the definitely the best Marble One racer we've ever seen so far, and still holding that. They were only two points away from taking this season as well individually, so I'd still say they are the best. Obviously, okay. I think they finished overall. Ooh, catch me, catch me here. But I think overall they were first, third, third, or first, first, third in the last three individuals. For which racer? Uh, individuals, Red Eye. First, first, third. Oh, yeah, for overall, yeah, yes. Or, or for individuals, yes. It was first, first, third. Yeah, so, I mean, we're talking obviously the best racer in Marvel 1. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you look at Yellow Eye, he was first and then 13th. I mean, 13th is not that bad. We looked at that. It doesn't, I mean, 13th is here on the left side about the middle out of these 40 marbles. Why? Why? When, when he already has the credibility of a previous year finishing, not first, third, Overall, individually, it doesn't make any sense because no, you obviously have a tandem that's working, a tandem that's winning. Who won <laughs> last year, by the way? I think did they won again. Uh, oh, Rangers and yeah, team. They didn't win again. Yeah, yeah, but the, and but the, you know, again, close. I mean, like this, it's it's very dumb to switch that out here. I mean, it. it I feel like it's a little bit. It's a little bit premature from the side of the crazy cat's eyes coach because I think they look at uh, last year and they're like, okay, we didn't win. We didn't like go out there and actually win the overall. So even though we were close, we didn't win. So let's make some changes. And that's not the wisest way to go about things because marbles improve over time, or at least we like to think they do. So (laughs) it doesn't really make sense to swap that quickly when you're, oh, no, I got second or third instead of first. I mean, I mean, no, then you're doing great and you should leave them there and should be happy that you're not the (laughs) raspberry racers and you should be happy that you're not the gliding Mm -hmm. glaciers or the chocolatiers who, like, if they weren't even near fifth place, they'd be happy. Yeah. Uh, And, like, like, to uh, to your point about, like, combos mattering swifty i think really helps speedy to get back in the groove absolutely speedy did way better than they did last season and that's because i think of having a good teammate that really kept their fi- like the fire lit in their heart exactly and then you look at swifty i mean swifty should be in next year swifty had a couple races where you saw that they were capable of racing against racers like cloudy and red eye 
and holding their own against them. Now, they didn't, they struggled a lot. You saw a lot of races where they were starting strong and then ended the back in about seventh place, mm-hmm. eighth place uh, around. I, I remember two races, there were specific two races where they were in the top five, in the top three, doing wonderful, and then ended up sinking back to about eighth place because they couldn't hold on for the entire race. But that's just rookie. That's rookiness. I mean, they still ended eighth overall, 63 points, close to speedy, um, within, within 20 points of him. I mean, that's a great way to be a support to who is one of the top three racers in Marbula one of all time. All right. And mm-hmm. in that they, because of their team consistency, they brought themselves into the overall win. You look at a team like cloudy versus and misty. Yeah. You have cloudy, right? You have like the best racer individually besides Momo, but you didn't go to victory. You didn't get, you didn't get an overall because you didn't have supports. You didn't have the supporting marble of Misty. Right, Misty didn't support mm-hmm. enough to be able to bolster enough points out. And that's why that's why when you look at Red Eye and Yellow Eye it makes even less sense cuz it's like you have Red Eye and then you have a great support marble. Yeah. An integral support it- marble, marble that's easily providing all the support necessary for the best racer to do what he needs to do to bring his team to an overall and individual victory. So why remove that? I don't know, man. I, 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 as much, like, I do think we should move on because we, we kind of did like spend like the whole qualifier episode thing harping on that one point a bit. So the, the, the fans definitely heard enough of it. We, I think everyone, everyone knows it was a stupid decision, and anyone who thought it was good, it. they after seeing this, they know, like they'll, they'll they'll probably think that well it was kind of worse because Blue Eye finished top half, which sure that is still impressive. I'm not gonna say that Blue Eye is the worst racer ever because there's clearly several worse. Than them. <laughs> what do you mean? Obviously, not a great performance from him this year. <laughs> but like, I think the gap, I think from <clears throat> roughly the mid-teens to the mid-twenties, isn't that great in terms of points. No, so no, they're no, all like, the, so they're roughly they're all kind of the same. Like thirty skill to level. about fifteen are very similar in, in ability, um, and then it gets it drops off from there. I want to call out uh, Cobalts. Let's talk about Cobalts. Cobalts is an interesting one. What do Cobalts do for next season? Cobalt, I remember calling I mean, this out so- early. Uh, I want to point this out. So you have Royal. Okay. And Royal Royal, Royal is pretty solid this year. And Royal had a lot of similar mm-hmm. racing tendencies to Cloudy. A lot of ability like that. A lot of confidence on the track. Um, sometimes would hold for extended period of times a, like a lead over the entire field. So those are good signs. Those are signs where you're like, okay, this racer doesn't just didn't just have a good season, but has potential to be consistent in the top. And that's what you're looking right. for. You're looking for marbles that don't just manage to win, but can be consistent racing against the other marbles who are as good. You know, it's like if you go someone, if you go to watch uh, two players, um, if you're like if you're scouting two players and they're playing a sport or whatever, right? And you watch them for a weekend. You you know you might see one of them has a has a really good game. They have a peak game. It's like their best game ever, and they look better in that game than the other player you're watching. But they, but over the weekend, that other player might consistently be able to demonstrate skills that show that he is um, always going to be able to compete against all the other teams, even the best of, of teams, right? And so you're gonna look for that guy first. The peak game is wonderful and cool. And stands out, but you want the consistency because that consistency, you know, you're recruiting someone for a long period of time, not for one race, right. not for one lucky peak, you know, rue that wheel race, right? So you, you you want someone who's always going to be able to adapt and compete and learn from racing side by side with Red Eye. 
So Royals, Royals got to stay here. On the other hand, I mean, what do we do, Waff? What do, what are the Cobalt's going to do with their other racer here? Akanon did actually ask this question about like like what to do with Cerulean and uh, Billy. Uh for my mistake, I mean, as, like Cerulean did the really same well last points, season. I believe Cerulean was top. Was Cerulean top ten? I believe they were. You'd have to check that. Um, that's a, that's a live. Hey, do I know that's on the top of your head? They wasn't. They were six. Oh, six they were six two, in yeah. season two. In season two, season two. So in season three, they were. Uh, I actually, I guess so. Oh, mid. Okay, so they actually have had a consistent. I was gonna say like like because we made a comment like having one bad year should not be enough to like completely axe a team member unless it's like really egregious. But if they we've had, if it went from good to mid to, I guess still mid. That might be an indicator that, yeah, actually, let's give another Cobalt member a chance at the track. Mm. Well, have we seen other... We haven't really seen other Cobalts on the track, have we? Who have we seen? I don't believe so. Have we seen Azure? We've seen Azure out there, have we? Uh, Azure... It does sound like it. Okay. Azure, oh, Azure apparently wasn't very good. I, I can't... Yeah. I guess that's why I don't remember them. So this might be a time to call on someone else. I Again, it's it's not for me necessarily how they perform this year it's it's how they support the best racer because one of the things i'm meaning about royal here is that we're calling out that they are the best racer on the cobalt's team that we've seen mm-hmm. they're, they're obviously able to compete with where they who they need to compete with so we want to marble and that consistent. supports them well okay and so and so i'm not sure if maybe cerulean might be a good marble for that reason for whatever reason royal got 80 points even though cerulean only got 29 so maybe that is the best supporting marble in the other ways that we don't understand. But um, so that's like a coach thing to figure out. But I mean, if you have another cobalt marble, try him out. You don't know, but that's something that might be something to observe in the off season when you can see them race and so on and so forth. Yeah, that 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 is a a true like uh, it would be interesting. <coughs> sorry, excuse me, to see uh, some new some new blood on the track. It's like because like. I, I, Billy, I don't. I don't remember. Like, I can't remember how Billy is done. I not. I I think Billy's been kind of a mid racer consistently, so it might be a good idea to ch- to change Billy out as well. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm, always, it, like, there's... I'm always for Mallard. I think Billy. I think Billy needs another season. Mallard I believe that Billy needs so another good. season to kind of see if he can prove himself out there. You know how he performs in in Marble League. He's very good. So. Uh, racing wise, so I think I think we should give him a shot. I think it should be given him one more shot just to see how he performs, and then kind of make more adjustments later. It seems like the Billy Mallard pair is always a fun one, always one that that works together well. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, that's kind of the feeling I have on that. Another thing I want to point out is Pinky Panther needs to stay. Okay, they only had 31 points on the season, but there were there were certainly blips of potential in some of Pinky Panther's racing. Kind of like a kind of like um, Royal, but not as good. You know, kind of thing in a lot of ways, like, mm-hmm. like well, not nearly as good, but there were points where I saw Pinky Pinky Panther um, being really fast in the qualifiers, racing in the top five for a little while. So you see like little points of potential. Got to pull those out. You got to leave them in for one more year, especially when you're working with the Pinkies. They don't really have much to work with anyway. I think you should give Pinky Panther a shot again next year, and then put someone else in like Pinky Rosa to kind of round out for mm-hmm. support. Um, Otherwise, I think that covers everything I want to say about these teams. Again, congratulations to the super savage speeders who came out on top here. Uh, the big surprise, of course, being Team Primary in second. But, I mean, the Rangers, of course, are always going to be where they're going to be. Hazers, they should have won this. Honestly, they should absolutely have won this Formula <laughs> 1. 
and they kind of messed that up. And then, of course, the cat's eyes in the top five. That's not very surprising. Um, yeah, so... look, look, that, look, that just goes to show, like, again, I, looking at totals, blue eye isn't terrible, but I think like it's easy to say. Well, Red when, did most of the no, heavy it's lifting. the same argument I had when I talked about rapidly. When you have the choice, what did I say to about have rapidly? The choice of the support. People argued with me about this, and what did I say? I said, okay, rapidly, okay, yeah, he's not the worst, but when you have the choice to pick from the entire team of Savage Speeders, who are your like best marbles in like the entire <laughs> yeah, marble yeah. universe, if you have the choice, pick! Right? If you, With a yeah. cat size, if you have the choice to pick... One of the best marbles ever. He actually, he was the first marble, remember in season two, to lead an entire race with not once being passed. There were no lead changes in that entire race, yellow eye. It was like the first or second race of, of Marble the One season two. Like I think they were passed briefly on the first lap, like, like a split second, but then... It would have been literally off the lap. starting gate, but otherwise like there was no lead changes in that race. I mean, when you have a marble like that to choose from, even if blue eyes not that bad, why not choose yellow eye when you have the option? So it's the same kind of argument. Again, my argument stood pretty strong with the Savage Beaters. They won this year with Swifty. So I think um, um, the cat size should go revert back. That being said, um, that's all I have to say about those things. Yeah. Uh, I guess before we transition to emails, I can go over the final fantasy standings. <clears throat> yeah, you do that, and then we'll read a few emails and get out a little late today. Okay. Uh, so going over to the individuals, uh, <clears throat> for context, this was done by one of our community members, uh, um, me- <clears throat> excuse me, Man, wow, who, huh, uh, sick much? Yeah, this was done, this was done by, uh, how my, my brain, my brain, how did I forget the name of the person who did it? I'm so stupid, I'm really dumb, I'm sorry, I know, I should know who did this, how did I forget... It wasn't trivia yak. It was uh. Yeah. I don't was it? Uh, no, it was trivia yak. No, it was trivia yak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, trivia yak did the individual. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it was trivia yak. Yep. Super yeah yeah yeah. Okay. His Sorry, I'm also super yak. I wheels. just made him call himself trivia yak in our server because it's funny. My my mistake. Super yak. So in the individual standings. Uh, first place was Wizard with 886 points. Super Yak in second with 878. And third, by only one point, was Josh994, uh, who's a, a community member who a lot of people probably recognize, with 853. I got fourth with 852. Oh. Fenrir, Ooh. Fenrir Ooh. screwed me. Well, you did pick an undergog. Who, who, what did I end? I know, like, uh, oh, right, 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 you ended, Marble Guy, right below me in fifth with 777, that, what, the Dude, lucky seven, number, man. man. It's savage speed is... Go get a ticket, go get a, go get a lottery ticket. Mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, and then the overall standings by, uh, Nordic, uh, for context, this one has, uh, was like a hundred, ex- yeah, a hundred exact people in the fantasy, uh, First place was like something called plus one in quotation marks. Uh, with 998, they were so close to 1,000. Oh my goodness. Ooh. That's crazy. And they had the O-Rangers for their times three. Wow, that's really impressive. Uh, but I ended up finishing in 19th place with a total of... 870... Oh, no, sorry. Uh... 868 points. It's not bad. Again, 
Wolfpack really... Like, our whole thing is doing Dark Horses for our last pick just in case. But, like, man, my Dark Horse just sucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, sometimes you're going to lose out on the Dark Horse. It's still a very important pick, though, because you want to mm-hmm. make sure if you're looking for that best fantasy team, you don't want to miss out on a team that is going to rise to the top is going like for example like another dark horse possible pick this season would have been well either primary um i'd say primary momo or or cobalts even could all have been dark horse picks why because they're not normally good you don't think primary and think second place in marvel one you definitely don't that is a hundred percent for certain so if like they would have been also a pick you would call a dark horse pick uh, meaning a pick um, it, it's not always a rookie. It's a, just a team that you that normally doesn't do very well. No, a team that you wouldn't normally be like, yeah, that's a team that's definitely going to win. No, you want to pick one right. team like that. You pick primary and or Momo for that dark horse pick. Boom, you got yourself a wonderful team. So you always, you know, you want to make sure you don't miss out on that. Yeah, prime. I, I, I really should. We really should highlight this. Well done, team primary. Mm-hmm. My word, fantastic job. They kind of slipped under the radar because everyone was kind of thinking hazers and speeders. And then, of course, you know, a lot of Orangers fans owing in there. And then there's also people raving about the cat size and their kind of weird season of three zeros on the season, but also a bunch of 20s and whatnot. So they kind of got lost in there. But, I mean, yeah, they had a wonderful season, massively consistent. I think think the most consistent – they were the most consistent team this season. And by that, I mean, Arup was seventh overall and Rima was ninth. Their points differential was 75 to 58. So less, um, uh, uh, just a little bit over 10. I mean, that's not the same with even the best of teams this year. Cloudy down to Misty is a huge gap. Speedy to Swifty is a little bit bigger of a gap. Um, Momo to Mimo, I don't even want to mention that. You know, Red Eye to Blue Eye, that's still pretty bad. Royal to Cerulean is just an astronaut. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the consistency yeah. of team primary was the highest of any team this season, with both marbles performing very well and staying very close to each other in their performance value. Uh, you didn't see mm-hmm. that yet. Yeah, you might have seen that relatively close with Arrangers and with Speeders. It was a, it was a closer than your average team, but it wasn't nearly the same as... Uh, as um, the team primary actually the closest other than team primary or the or better than team primary would probably be one of these uh would probably be the raspberry racers with seven points and three points so <laughs> i guess they were consistent oh. but you know what they, i mean they managed to crack double digits yeah they managed to Ten. or fenrir and sirius with 13 and eight other than that yeah as far as the left half of the individuals go your most consistent team was primary do not forget that that could be very important in coming seasons when they're still going at it you don't want to change anything absolutely. about that you absolutely don't want to change anything about that team going forward for now but like hey uh it could be early to say but like momo getting that individual win i think this could be an indicator for the year of the mo if like, you switch out but- memo well, I or just don't swap like swap the marble Mimo because I'm pretty sure Mimo's marble also wasn't Mimo for previous seasons. <laughs> okay, so that's funny. Yeah, like because Mimo was the was the was the carry for Momo actually in previous seasons. So I, I think Mimo was also swapped. It it mm, it's it's a stu- it's a it's a weird situation. I just don't know. What, like there are some that they could like the Rangers. I can understand swapping them by accident because like they're literally a solid color. But a lot of these other ones have designs to them. I don't know. It, it is what it is. We just gotta move on. 
uh, the fans will keep track of it. That's for sure. <laughs> MarvelCon 2025. Let's go. Well, let's I mean, go. I, don't think <laughs> I really don't think it's happening. I'm. I was so excited about it back when I first started mentioning it, but I just, you know, stuff. So much has changed that I didn't think was ever going to happen. Right. I don't think it's going to yeah. occur. Um, oh, wait, this is this is something. Uh, I don't know if like, some community member I think mentioned this, but like actually. Because like a lot of people like the track, uh, the Razway, and it is a great track, but they don't want the Raspberry Razors in their in the series for obvious reasons. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> the idea, that, an idea was proposed to actually have non-competing teams being able to host tracks. I don't like it. What? I don't like. Why? It. Don't like it. I think that means you can have more variety every year. I think it's insulting to the team. Ah, uh, come on. I think it's insulting. To the I don't team. know. We always have to think in lore and outside of lore. I think it's insulting get, to the team mm. to say, hey, we're going to bring all these teams over to your track and we're going to race on it, but no, you guys can't race on it. I don't think that's right. Because because think about in lore, in roleplay, how much work it takes to kind of get themselves up and ready for their own track and to have all their fans. I mean, you know, it's it's like... It's like if two teams. It's like no. Think about real life. It's like if two teams came and played at your football stadium, but your team wouldn't play in there. When does that happen? Okay. Unless it's like I, the I, Super you know Bowl. I, I see it. I actually, I do. I do kind of see. Well, what you're we, there. we were literally saying the same thing, term, but except I was using that for the opposite reason. Like with the exception of that very important event, which is which is desired to be pawned out to what whoever field, you know, can grab it because of the money making of that of that game it makes a ton of money and it's and it's doesn't it's not insulting at all because most teams don't make it to the super bowl it's two out of i don't know 30 or whatever but it's not the same here yeah it might be a money maker in role play but it's like it's not like it's just the best two teams coming to race it is like the 16 or 20 teams not yeah 20 that it's like all of them from the worst to the best all racing, except you're not able to race because you're not invited. Uh, especially since it's an invitation only event, it doesn't seem in good taste to do that. So I'd say no. I, I, I definitely get your point on that. Now, like another way to look at it would be like, it gives like the opportunity for teams who didn't qualify a chance to have a feature in the series. But I do, but I do, I do realize now like, yeah, like that, that kind of would be insulting. Like, we're here, like we'll use your track, but you can't compete at it. Like that, I do get what you're saying there. Yeah, but see, like again, term, you're you're making a point, but it's not a point that that argues well because you're. I mean, if they're playing somewhere else because of a blizzard, that is a that is an exception made because of a very specific catastrophic event where the intention was to not do that, but they have to do that because of a unavoidable circumstance, right? So again, that doesn't really support what you're saying. Because it's literally because there was no other option. So it doesn't feel insulting. It doesn't feel wrong because it's like, okay, you obviously there's a good reason to do this. Just to say, oh, yeah, we like your Razzway course, but we don't like the Razzway Racers. I mean, that's just kind of in bad taste, right? Don't you think? Happened. Yeah. Wait, that happened in ML 2018. Who hosted 2018? I'm trying to remember. Who, who did? Was Snowball. Oh! The Snowball's. Oh, yeah. Like the, like the, the host for a. Well. My whole, whole, wait. wait a minute. Oh, the, you're talking about like the, the 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 avalanche that destroyed the Arctic Circle. Oh, okay, I see. I, that's what they're referring to. A catastrophic event destroying a stadium. Okay. I was going to say, like, how, whenever did a host for a Marble League not compete in the Marble League that they were hosting? <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, anyway, I'm going to read these couple emails and we'll get out of here. Yeah, it'll be a longer episode, right. but you guys deserve it since we're not doing as many. Um, Dear MSW, this is from Kyogi Rimintri. This is actually an episode, uh, an email that was before the last race, so I'm, I might skim a little bit. Um, he says, what the hell? Top three in standings all tied. Oh, wow, yeah, that was back a few weeks ago. Fastest lap could, mm. could determine the championship. It almost did. I don't want the Hazers it to did. win, at least in my qualifiers. The ML 2020 music, which in my opinion was a nice touch. Oh, yeah, yeah. My predictions. Mm-hmm. Well, he predicted that Team Primary would win, followed by Cobalt's, Momo, Close. Hazers, and Team Galactic. So speeders <laughs> weren't even in there. That makes sense? What? No, no it doesn't. Why? Uh, see, people hope huh? the speeders don't win, but they're just too good. Um, yeah. Individual, <laughs> Royal, Momo, Cloudy. That's fair. You were you were not far off. You were not far off. Look at the individual. Momo Cloudy, Red Eye Royal. So actually really close. That I'll give you props for. Well done. Mm-hmm. Pretty close. Traffic self was nice. Only thing I didn't like was the marbles lean towards the inside in the first sector. That is true. Apart from that, it was good. First thing I want to take your, want your takes in the circuit. It's ho- hosted by Neon Lights. I have to rebuild it. Luckily, the fifth marble to go. Anyways, what you think? Could you say what you think could be better? I have decorations. Um, also the great track at the beginning is that from the NASCAR diecast track which Brendan should know because she commentates races and fun I'm pretty sure I do commentate races he and does. fun so oh, what a joy that's been um, I'm going to actually so we can you know just do for fun I'm going to pull up the picture he has for us so we can look at it on the air he'll probably enjoy this um, oh it's a cool track design yeah, I remember seeing this so I, th- I think it was cool enough to pull up let's look yeah, and like they also like like to kind of have a tighter turn, like they open image because like, I'm sure they don't have a 3D printer. They just put two of the curved pieces like one on top of each other. That's a cool. That's a very creative way of doing that. So very let's nice. Look very at intuitive. Where this starts? What is the track? And they have a launcher start? powered by this a drill. This must be the I launcher. Okay, so let's start at the launcher. The launcher <clears> launches <throat> the marbles up this ramp, which looks very rickety. So I don't know. How, it feels like marbles are going to lose position here. Like fall off but if if they know they stay on pretty cool i like it then you have this little section looks like cardboardy or papery and turns them on to here now i don't mind this i like how there's different widths in this track that's already a plus to me okay Mm -hmm. that's already a good thing so that's a plus this right here is nice you converge back to some wider track you have a bank turn over here so that's good this is banked very slightly but it is banked so that's fun you have a nice little hairpin here you come down and you have this nice bridge section, which first of all is flat in a different terrain, so that's going to cause some problems. Marbles have to drop onto it, and marbles also have a way to stay on because you have these triangle pieces and kind of it's inclined up here. So that's very good. Mm-hmm. You have a whole feature, very nice. You come out, you have this really odd, sharp turn, which I'm not opposed to. I would just have to see marbles race on it to see if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then you come around here. And it's just normal track, and then you converge back to the small section. So honestly, I think you did good things. You have a feature of thin track. You have this uphill section, which is really nice. You have yeah. this bridge section, which is very nice. Um, you have a bank turn, and you have this odd turn, which was caused some problems um, or caused some interesting movements. So uh, overall, if this track was in a JMR studio and cleaned up a bit, this could easily earn a 9 out of 10. This is a pretty cool one. I think it's a little short, yep. so maybe more of an 8 out of 10. But honestly, I actually do like the track quite a bit. Yeah, I think it's a very nice track. It's very cool, very intuitive, like using like the, the, the materials you had. 
I, I like just that. leave it it's up here cool. uh, so you can look at it while we read the last email. So let's get our last email and get us out of here. I'm hungry and I want to play Rocket League. Um, <laughs> uh, this is from Edu, so this is always going to be a beautiful one. Um, oh, Akadon going on about the triathlon being his least, least favorite. Wonder how long it takes up to set up the track? Probably a long time. All right. I will pop over to live chat here. Joe Viridian thinks Cerulean should stay. They and the Royal have shown great teamwork. Yeah, I was pointing out that that was a possibility too. Um, it's Again, that's more up to the coach to figure that out. I didn't read that early enough. He might have left. Anyway, so you do email. One last ride. M1 is done for the year. It didn't have a runway runaway winner. Actually, we had a three-way tie into the last round. Race 9 had what is probably the most meaningful quality session for any championship so far, and race 10 didn't feel as emotional as the season three decider since this is season four, isn't it? Since qualifying set the tone for the final two rounds, but it's still safe from good surprises. No team overlap in both. He, he's, he's comparing, he's comparing season four to season three's finale. Oh, okay. Oh, didn't feel as emotional as the season yes. three decider. Since qualifying set the tone for the final two rounds, but it still says some good surprises. No team overlap in both podiums, with primary and second for the teams, and Momo winning it all in the individuals. Meanwhile, the racers with an advantage slipped at the worst time. The Savage Beaters are inevitable, and as a Raspberry Racers fan, I never want to do this again. Well, <laughs> yeah, you are. You guys are far from winning any sort of Marbula ones. Um, you better just hope for the Marble League because that's where you guys can... They, they won one, so that's where they can thrive. Yeah. And uh, Overall, a season that is somewhat refreshing as it brought back a simple but effective approach that made the debut edition a success. However, it peaked right at the beginning with Razway and took some penalty points due to poor camera work. Okay. Also, I heard the podcast... Uh, is- I, I don't know. I would say that, like, I... <sighs> Do I think that Casino Square is better than Razway? I, I, it's been a while since I've seen Razway, so I, I can't say without bias which one it's I It's hard prefer. to get an 8 out of 10 without any declaration. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's I think, true. I don't know. I'd have to see the Razway again. I don't think I like the Razway as much as everybody else loves it. I think I like it, but not like... Like, I rave more about other tracks. Yeah, that's my memory, too. But, like, again, it, I don't want to, like, go like, cave to recency bias too much, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. He says, also, I heard the podcast, as we know it, is close to reaching the finish line. I've always enjoyed the more analytical approach and the meta discussion about the niche and its community and the wider reach of content that made for characteristics I couldn't find anywhere else. However, things moved in a way you couldn't keep up with, and I couldn't follow closely either. But even if it could derail sometimes, it was fun and a fairly good run. Don't worry about the numbers that every day seem more distance to achieve. Just have fun and make it be the best it can be. As you've mentioned before, this silly show opened new doors that you couldn't think of back when it all began. And in bold, thank you for the entertainment and the time you were both dedicated and the success in the future. Aww. Thank you, we do. That's very nice. <laughs> I, I appreciate you, man. that, man. It's good to hear that 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 um, there are uh, people like yourself and many others that really do enjoy the show and, and what we do and and the kind of the unique take we have on it, being more analytically minded than like um, again. I think I think Terms Podcast is more lore minded or they just have a different vibe over there. Um, with what they focus on, but it's yeah, it's been a, uh, it's been it's been great, man. This is really, it's really it really opened doors and is, it started it, it started so randomly and led to things. It subtly led to things that are very impactful in my life right now, and I think the same for Waff. Oh, absolutely no! This podcast changed my life forever. It, I never would have gotten here without without this show. Yeah, 
So thank and thank you, Eju. You, you, it's because of people like you that we do this. Yeah, exactly. You're like it worth it. for Jack to say things like that, this is the highlight of his week and stuff. And I mean, that's a big deal to us because we know that like really, oh Jack, because <laughs> that means we know like, like when we put this out or when we do the live part that like he's sitting down like man, this has been a long week, but I get to sit here and listen to what they think about Casino Square, and that's fun and. I, I mean, that's nice. That's nice. It's cool. And, like, yeah, I wish that Marble I, – I, my idea of what Marble Sports would be right now was so different than where it was. I thought JMR would be at 5 to 10 mil subs right now. I thought that that there would be other Marble Sports channels like RML or even a couple others that would be rising up to where, like – I, I was more envisioning that there would be like two to three big channels. I remember Moff members when I was going on about this back in the day, that there would be two or three yeah. big channels, like Fubic sized at least at this point, that would that would not be not necessarily competing with JMR, but kind of competing, kind of existing. And then there would be like most big marble fans would kind of be jumping in and dipping in to kind of content from at least all uh, two or all three of whatever the big channels would be and then there would be year-round marble sports to talk about because there would be all these different tournaments that actually mattered from all these teams that were very prominent mm -hmm. and and that would give a, a reason to listen to a podcast because there was so much going on and there would be a lot of communities and you know and, and so it kind of build itself out and we'd all get more involved but it didn't go that way and um so yeah i mean it went other ways but you know God, God's plan, right? Yeah, I mean, like there are other still other people, like the Marvel invites by Pesky. I finished that up uh, today, and lots of fun. I love it. Like, great, gr like lots of promise. I don't know if you've watched it yet. I watched Brendan, a few. They're I'd... good. The commentators were pretty good in the first couple. Um, I'd love to do a guest thing there. Um, kind of pop on for a minute, but uh... maybe we could do like a wrap up episode. Like, like I know because you said you wanted to cover it, so like I did, and then we could all this. It. But yeah, I, I I'll watch it through, and maybe I'll mention it. Um, but yeah, they, they, they seem like they're doing a decent job. They seem like they more sit like about where MFA's quality was when he was doing episodes. Um, you know what I mean? I think so. I, I think I was saying it's been a while since I've watched an MFA's MFA video, quality was pretty good. He had pretty yeah. good recording. Um, he just, the commentary was, you know, but, um, it was okay. But yeah, I think, I think, yeah, like they're, they're decent. Um, we get it, Jack. Thank you. <laughs> um, right. But uh, yeah, Richard had some emails about uh, host results. Yeah, like, there was a the, lot of graphs, those big tables, log tables. I just, I just don't think we have time to cover it today. When we argue with Akinon next time, we can cover it. Um, <laughs> but because uh, uh, it was a lot there, so unless you have a quick summary of what the important stuff was that for, I mean, this episode's really long already. Um, or if that you want us to cover yeah. it in detail, then just hold it to next time. I always struggle to figure out what to say about them. Just like this is a massive a table of, uh, of numbers. Yeah, I just didn't have time to process it all. Just to um, win in one episode in the one minute. So, all right then. Uh, wow. So this is um, this is probably it. This is it until the till Marble League starts, and when we have Akinon on to argue, and then we go through Marble League, right? Otherwise, yeah. After that Marble League, it's once a year's. We do this for Marble <laughs> League and maybe Marble One, depending on how. Because basically, that's going to depend on how I'm feeling and what the busyness of my time is when Marble One peaks up. You're going to look at about four to five episodes per Marble League and possibly uh, four to five over the course of Marble One. 
Otherwise, oh, host curse. Yeah, I'll have to look at that next time then, Richard. Um, otherwise, that's going to be the extent of the show as we, as we, you know, dig into our new paths of lives that we have. So this is, uh, this is the end of the more consistent one, but, uh, it's been great. It's been great. I'll see you guys from Marble League. We'll have to take us out. And next time we come back, we'll be ready for predicting Marble League, which is always fun. Indeed. Indeed. Th thank you everybody for this wonderful journey hopefully it's not gonna be over too soon hopefully we can still stick around for quite a while but we'll see you in marble league roll on marble sports fans <laughs>